Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the New Testament book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second scripture lesson from the book of Revelation makes me think of three hymns. The first I I played for the kids on the harmonica. It's When the Saints Go Marching In. When the Saints Go Marching In is a, a good song to hear Louis Armstrong play. It's also a good song to sing at a funeral. If you're from New Orleans, you may have heard a When the Saints Go Marching In as a funeral procession song, and that really makes sense because that is what the song is all about. When the saints go marching in to heaven. Did you know that? It's true, and as strange as the book of Revelation sometimes seems, the images in this book are more familiar than we sometimes realize. Who would have imagined that a song most of us know the words to was inspired by the second scripture lesson we just read? Or a better question to ask, who here knows what you must do to be accounted in that number? Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in, but what must I do? How do I I do it? That's where the second hymn that this passage from the book of Revelation makes me think of comes in. I can't play this one on the harmonica, but you might know the words. There is power, power 
wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Do you know that one? I see some former Baptists in the congregation today who know the words to that hymn. If you want to know the answer to the question posed in verse 13 of our second scripture lesson, who are these robed in white and where have they they come from? Who are these in that great magnitude that no one could count from every nation, from all the tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb robed in white with palm branches in their hands? If you want to be in that number, then you must be washed in the blood of the Lamb. These are the saints who have come out of the great ordeal, for they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, what does that mean? That's the question we must always ask when reading the book of Revelation. Now, what does that mean? Let me try to tell you. A good friend of mine, Brandon Gingelbach, was president of the Chamber of Commerce in the town where we both lived in Middle Tennessee, south of Nashville. Brandom decided to run for school board because the Chamber of Commerce recognized, as the Chamber is often wise to recognize, that the economic growth of a community is linked to its ability to educate every child within it. So Brandon, the chamber president, ran for a seat on the Murray County School Board even though he had his kids in a private school. And he quickly learned just how difficult it is to run for public office, going door to door, asking his neighbors for their vote, carrying around his five-year-old son, Tyler. He knocked on the door of a man who asked him just one question. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Brandon didn't know how to answer the question. Later, he called me for help. I told him uh, the way to answer is yes. <laughs> Especially if you want this man to vote for you. <laughs> but what does being washed in the blood of the Lamb even mean? It means that his victory... His sacrifice, His blood shed for our sake changes everything. So when Brandon lost the school board race, he did, he lost, he tried and he lost. Were it not for the blood, the loss might have crushed him. Have you ever been there? I have. And so has Mark, Coach Mark Ritt of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, last Thursday morning, I was honored to sit at Nancy Bodiford's table at the Cobb County Prayer Breakfast where Coach Mark Ritt was the speaker. He said that someone asked him why he wasn't coaching for the Bulldogs anymore. They fired me, that's why, he said. And he said it laughing. Then he started talking about how after he was fired, he almost died. He was exercising in the gym, and he couldn't finish the set he was on. He felt so nauseous, he just barely made it to the bathroom. But then he realized that he was all alone in the bathroom and in trouble. He needed help, so he called out, but no one heard him. He closed his eyes. 
And he felt peace. Now, how did the saints come to be in that number? What does it mean to be washed in the blood of the Lamb? How did they, just as the scripture lesson says, come out of that great ordeal? That's like asking how Mark Rick could say, I got fired. That's why I'm not coaching for the Bulldogs anymore. Or how did he close his eyes thinking that he had reached his last breath with peace in his heart? More than that, he told these stories, and the whole time the college national championship trophy, which he couldn't win himself, was sitting on the side of the stage where he was sitting. And I tell you, the reason he could laugh at his failings and have peace in his heart was because the victory had already been won. That's what this is all about. And I don't just mean our second scripture lesson from the book of Revelation. I mean the Christian faith in general. What does it mean to be a saint? What does it mean to, uh, do you have to win the race to be a saint? Do you have to finish first? Do you have to never make a mistake or never hit rock bottom? No. A saint is just a sinner who fell down and got back up again. That's the third hymn this passage from the book of Revelation makes me think of. It's a gospel song. You might call it a 7-Eleven hymn because it repeats the same seven words 11 different times. Times. It's not a, a Presbyterian hymn where you need a dictionary to look up all the words that you don't know the meaning of. The song it just repeats the same powerful phrase again and again. We fall down and we get up. We fall down and we get up. We fall down and we get up because a saint is just a sinner who fell down. And God up. Did you hear that? So many faced their darkest nights of the soul when they fell down. They lost their job. They hit rock bottom. A problem came along that they couldn't fix by being any nicer or working any harder. So many of us are still walking around feeling like a loser from some memory of falling down or being pushed down by the world. Me, I can... Remember being nine or ten years old playing left field out at Oregon Park when a dad from the other side, the other team, he yelled to his son pointing at me. He said, hit it to that guy. It looks like he's asleep. <laughs> I still remember what that felt like. This is the kind of thing that happens, and it's hard to forget about it. If you've ever been in such a position on this Mother's Day, I hope you had the kind of mother who would have walked over to a man like that and given her a piece of her mind. Or the kind of mother who would have wiped the tears from your eyes. Or the kind of mother who held your face and looked at you and said, that man 
nor any man on this earth. His words will never define you. Neither does how you do in this game or any other game. Your job isn't ever going to define you. Your height isn't ever going to define you. Your grades aren't ever going to define you. Where you get into college isn't ever going to define you because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's how those saints robed in white made it through the great ordeal for there was persecution, famine, oppression, injustice, and slavery. But those things couldn't make them forget who they are for Christ had died for them. There are saints who watched their friends be fed to lions or burned at the stake. How did they make it through such ordeals? How did they survive? They kept walking through the valley of the shadow of death because they knew who was walking with them. Maybe they didn't win a trophy on this earth, but they knew that they were more than conquerors because of the one who loved them. And he conquered not just the world, but death itself. So they closed their eyes and they felt peace. They washed their robes and the blood of the Lamb. They have come out of the great ordeal for this reason. They are before the throne of God and they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. This is Christ Jesus who died for you. You are precious in his sight. So don't you ever Forget it. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.